0: This old-time radio program was originally aired live, long before the advent of high fidelity. As a result, you may detect an occasional surface noise or volume drop due to transmission problems so common to old radio. We hope, however, that any variance in audio quality will not take away from your pleasure in listening to this, one of the all-time favorite shows.
1: All right, it's Wednesday night. I want to welcome everybody to Backyard Politics. I am your host, John Smith, and uh, I'm just going to ask that you please subscribe to my channel if you haven't already, and like and share the video if you can. I would appreciate that. It means a lot to me, and it helps grow my audience, of course. Uh, speaking of audiences, uh, we can be found on YouTube, Facebook, GoodTalkRadio.com. We are simulcast on GoodTalkRadio.com. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and just about anywhere podcasts can be found. And, of course, you can listen to every episode on SayWhatYouWillRadio.com. Plus, of course, that's where you're going to find our merch and our amazing sponsors. Now, speaking of merch, just got it in today, the official Backyard's Poli- uh, Backyard Politics mug. You can get that on SayWhatYouWillRadio.com for a small contribution. Hopefully it comes in one piece. <laughs> uh, I do want to give a shout out to Dave, the trucker. I hope he's being safe. And today we are joined by none other than Tyke Magdich from Arkansas. So let me bring him on. How you doing, Tyke? Doing good, John.
0: How are you? I'm good, buddy. What's going on over in Arkansas? Good stuff. Uh, lots of good stuff, actually. First off, let me say... I have not been on the show since we you rebranded to Backyard Politics. That's right, and I really like it. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. Um, I think it's a little more broad than the John Smith show. Uh, <laughs> not that you yeah. should lose your branding on your own name, but uh, I really like it. I think Susan ordered a couple mugs today too. So oh, get out of here! Like, yeah, absolutely. She sent me a link and said, "Hey, there's there's mugs for sale. So get some, get some." So. <laughs> We might have the first couple coming soon.
1: That's awesome. Well, I'm excited about it. Yeah, they turned out pretty good. And there's water bottles, and I'm going to be doing some other things too. So, but I wanted to, you know, I, I rebranded it because Tyke, it's not about me, you know, and it's not about you. It's just about the issues. It's about the health of the country. It's about our yeah. audience. Angry Miss Ladies in the room, um, as well as uh, Mickey from Kentucky. She's in the room. So, you know, it's about all of us, it's about all of us having a voice. And uh, working within our own backyards to solve some of these issues, because we're not going to solve the issues at the national level. We know that the national politicians are absolutely sold and, you know, bought and paid for. And, uh, you know, they come out and speak a big game every election, but then they go hide in their uh, swanky Washington, D.C. apartments and everything else uh, for the next two or six years. So,
0: you know, we've got to go ahead. Good. I was going to say, and it just, you know, to your, to your branding change, backyard politics, I think it punctuates a very important point and it's really, it's a biblical model, you know, start small, start with your family. You've got to get your family politics, right? Your family, take care of your family first. And then you go to your church, quote your community. Yeah. It goes out a level to, you know, in the old Testament would be your tribe. And then beyond that, it goes to your, your country. So I think you're absolutely right. I I love the new rebranding. I love the the focus of starting in your backyard, starting where it counts and where it can make a difference.
1: Absolutely. Well, I appreciate that. That means a lot to me uh, because that's really the whole goal. Um, You know, I'm a a man of faith. You're a man of faith. I think most of my listeners uh, are faithful people. And, uh, you know, if we're going to rely on, you know, the, the federal government to fix the problems that the federal government created. Yeah, we're heading in the wrong direction. In fact, the progressives, the socialists, the fascists, the people that are destroying this country right now are the one they are the ones that got involved in their backyards. Many, many moons right. ago. And, right. uh, you know, we have been kind of conditioned by even local media, every media we watch to focus on the national issues, the national politics. Right. Meanwhile, their minions are all working in the back and, uh, you know, the backyard and just destroying the country. So uh, we've got to work, not top, you know, not top down, but but bottom up. Bottom so, up. Yeah, we've yeah got it, to. it
0: absolutely has to be. And, and to. if you think about it, that's where we have the most influence anyways. Um, you know, I, I had lunch uh, two weeks ago. I think it was two weeks ago. Yeah, it was. Uh, Two Sundays ago, I had lunch with my local state legislature. So the guy that covers the very small district that we live in, geographically, is pretty large. Uh, People-wise, it's not not very large. But we got to have lunch with him and his wife. Nice. And he, you know, he's sharing ideas, he's sharing thoughts and what's going on in the state legislature. I can't go, I can't likely go just on a whim, take my congressperson, or my senator out to lunch on a Sunday afternoon. I can't totally have influence and impact on the local state legislature through my local representative, who's very um, approachable. So, yeah, we can have a much better impact if we focus uh, focus locally.
1: Yeah, angry Miss Lady. She says Nevada is doomed since they have progressives as their leaders now. You know, the funny thing is, Angry Miss Lady, I don't know if you're from Nevada, but uh, they are, the left is so bent out of shape right now about what's going on in Las Vegas because Las Vegas is basically open and there are people, thousands and thousands of people everywhere. They're not social distancing. They're not wearing masks. Uh, It's just one big party up there. And it's funny because the mainstream media
0: isn't covering that. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't. I actually, that's funny you say that, because I didn't realize Vegas was open. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: yeah, we have friends I, of uh, mine yeah. that go up there uh, probably at least once a month, if not twice a month. That's kind of their thing to do. And uh, the pictures he sends me, you know, he doesn't like to put stuff out on Facebook, but uh, the he sends me private pictures, and it's just unbelievable. Oh, uh, Yeah. Yeah, uh let's see. Nana says here, uh angry miss lady, yes we are. I'm sorry I moved here. It's still better than California. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nana, that's uh that's the understatement of the show so far.
0: That's
1: setting the bar pretty low, right? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. No, but I agree with you, Nana. I think anywhere anywhere is better than uh California. But I don't know. I mean, you've got uh Seattle, you know, you got Washington, which is a nightmare. Oregon's a nightmare.
0: Illinois is. A I nightmare. think Oregon. I think Oregon is actively trying to. You know, it's a race to the bottom for for Oregon.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, with with them, uh, they legalized all drugs now, right? Yeah. There's not going to be any arrests for illicit drug use. We'll just we'll just try to check you. We'll suggest you check into uh, rehab, but we're not going to we're not going to convict you. We're not going to you know do anything to actually enforce that. So yeah, I think they are in on they are in a race for the bottom. They I are think, just yeah. trying to. Seattle's doing the
1: same thing. Seattle's a nightmare up there. Now, you're from Arkansas, so I want to bring this up. Uh, Arkansas Governor, is it Asa or As- Asa?
0: Asa Asa. Oh, okay, Asa, Asa Hutchinson, yep. on Tuesday
1: yep. signed into law one of the country's most restrictive abortion bans. A major supports uh, supporters hope will force the United States Supreme Court to revisit. The 1973 decision sanctioning the yeah. procedure, so that's good news coming out of out of your yeah. State. You know
0: what? It's it's quite frankly amazing. Um, a couple years back, and I can't remember the exact year. Um, it might have been as early as 2013, 2015. I, I can't remember. Uh, we had the heartbeat bill, so basically um you know we're trying to use hey you follow the science right mm-hmm. and uh if if an entity if a child a baby in the womb or anything has has a heartbeat you know it's alive you know that has been a critical basic life and death test s- since the beginning of man if you have a heartbeat you're alive and you try to save that person you try to nurture them and try w- whether they're in a the hospital bed or in the womb mm-hmm. and the heartbeat bill passed and then um I want to say, I don't know how much later, um, the Arkansas Supreme court struck it down. Um, so they're, they're expecting this to get challenged, but this even goes farther to say from conception, um, that life starts from conception and, it, uh you know th- th- that's a life once you have conceived it's a life uh it eliminates all um all abortion it lim- eliminates the day after pill it eliminates all chemical and physical abortion methodology outside of whether if the if the mother is at um uh, critical danger right if her health if she's gonna for some reason continue the pregnancy is gonna um, negatively impact her health, she's going to kill her, then she and her doctor can make that decision. And I have always said we anybody that says abortion is a right or anything completely misses the boat in the sense that, okay, even if you think this is a right, even if you think this is necessary, it should be an individual decision between a woman and her doctor. Mm-hmm. What it actually is is a factory, uh, um, a money-making factory where they process, and I'm sorry to be blunt, but they process baby parts and sell them, you know, tissues and uh, parts and everything. Um, it should have always been between a doctor and a patient, not a right. check-in somewhere and go get processed and then sent on your way. Uh, this bill is phenomenal. I read it today uh, word for word just to make sure I was familiar with it to the to the letter. And it outright challenges as it's written as a law, you know, outside the law, not just the bill. Um, the act actually challenges Roe versus Wade and says that it quotes three other times that the Supreme court has been wrong, uh, in, uh, matters of, um, civil rights. And in the past, when the Supreme court has passed laws, uh, separate but equal type laws, it calls out the specific cases and says, okay, we know the Supreme court has been wrong in the past. Right. And we believe the Supreme court is, is wrong. Based on Roe Ro versus uh, Roe Wade is is incorrect. So it yeah. it it stands to it, it challenges that and wants to strike it down. So it's definitely, like I said, I read every word of it. it was great. It's uh it's actually a very well written piece of awesome. legislation.
1: It is awesome to see so many states, so many of the red states that are actually now waking up, standing up, and fighting for life, liberty in the pursuit of happiness, you know, something that you think we could have been fighting for for the past 200 years. Uh, you think we should have been fighting for it, but, uh, the States are waking up. The States do, they, they see the progressive, uh, socialist monster. That's looking them right in the eye and they've woken up to it. And, uh, it's, uh, yeah. Angry miss lady says, save the children hashtag. Absolutely. You know, it's right. It's, uh, you know, not to bleed into the one of the next topics we're going to talk about, but, uh, you know, the the left is so hypocritical because they're always talking about the children, right? Everything is for the children. The yeah. education unions, yeah. everything, you know, we've got to keep the kids locked at home because we want to protect the kids. Yeah. We've got to, you know, let the kids out of the cages down on the border because of their kids, right? Their kids. They, they always throw children in the face of the conservatives.
0: The the liberal left is so good at hiding behind taglines. Unbelievable, and they it's so empty. It's so empty. No, they like bumper
1: stickers. You're right.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's bumper sticker politics. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to the the Arkansas abortion law and some of its protections. Uh, something we talked about the very first show I did with you was focusing on solutions and not just complaining or not just uh, saying what's wrong. So the amazing thing about that act is that it goes into suggestions on where we, what we should be doing. Mm -hmm. It talks about the culture of the United States and specifically Arkansas has become very focused on adoption, fostering and adoption. And really there are millions, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of parents, childless parents out there that are willing to adopt. Absolutely. And that we should nurture and fund that. So it's not just saying, Hey, no, you can't have an abortion. And there's a very outspoken um, woman in our area that ran for the state legislature and failed. Um, She's very outspoken, very liberal. And she was on TikTok and she was very adamantly upset about this and saying, this is destructive. This is horrible for our children. This is horrible for women. Why? We are going to take care of people. This isn't a we're just going to stop abortion. We're going to take care of people. We're going to take care of, and we're going to start connecting um, at risk teenage girls who are having an unwanted pregnancy, an unplanned pregnancy, whatever, with a loving family that's going to adopt that baby. Give that uh, baby a chance.
1: You know, I stopped by to see you when uh, we came through Arkansas, but we drove all the way across the country. My wife and I did. And we went through a lot of different towns, a lot of different cities, big cities, small cities, medium cities, you know, rural areas, everything. And I didn't see any starving kids along the way. I didn't see any starving kids laying on the side of the road. I didn't see any of that. Now, uh, and I say that not to sound, you know, not to sound cold hearted or anything, but this country, we take care of our people. We take care of our children, especially. And yeah. uh, we're not going to let kids starve to death on the side of the road. We're not a third right. world country. We're not a banana Republic. We are, you know, we're the most compassionate country that this world has ever seen. Yeah. And uh, That's right. so, you know, that argument that uh, these kids are unwanted, these kids will have a horrible life, you know, this, that, the other thing that the the left always tries to excuse, you know, so th- they always come to the conclusion that killing the child ripping the a human being out of the mother's womb is a better option, yeah, and it's unbelievable yeah. that they do that so kudos to Arkansas for uh taking on that fight man i I love it and if it does force uh to go to the uh the Supreme Court and Roe versus Wade gets overruled uh you think we've seen riots now <laughs> You know, yeah. the, the riots what happen yeah. in the streets. But you know what? That's all part of the war. That's all part of the battle, it man. Is. You know, I don't think it God is. ever said it was going to be easy. And I don't think our founding fathers ever said it was going to be easy either. Uh, Angry Miss Lady says, yes, many families want babies since they can't have any. Yeah, exactly. There's probably uh, tens of, uh, hundreds of thousands of people right now. You know, and when they, when people go to adopt kids, it's not an easy process either. You oh, know, gosh, they come no. in and they get involved and, uh, they look for re- every reason in the book, why the parents can't adopt kids. Yep. And so they, right. don't, they don't make it easy by any means.
0: Yeah. So, so from that point, you know, and I've been fortunate enough, I've been, uh, you know, involved in this discussion since I was a child. Um, uh, my parents raised me as a pro-life pro-Christian, uh, advocate, and so I've been around the argument and for a long time and what I see coming out now, and I'm really encouraged by it. I see a lot of young people posting on social media. Basically what you just said, John, with a little more personal spin on it, I've seen kids post on posts, uh, post on social media, you know, Hey, guess what? I'm a child of this, this, this gentleman, this young kid was saying, I'm a child of rape. I'm a child of sexual abuse. I'm a child of uh, something, a, a not a good situation, but I had a right to live. I had a right to be born, and I went through the foster system, and I survived it, and I did well, and I'm thriving. And I'm seeing more of those people coming out now, telling yeah. their what I would call testimony, not just a story, but actual a testimony. And I think we need to hear more and more of that because – no matter what happens, the, uh, you know, obviously rape, incest, you know, there's some very bad situations. Killing another person doesn't make it any better. Killing, killing a baby, mm-hmm. an innocent baby in the womb, doesn't make that situation better, and it scars the mother forever. There's, there's no, I mean, there's a, plenty of support and there's plenty of counseling you can get to work through that. And as Christians, we will always embrace those people. God gives full and total forgiveness. But there's still the scar. The scarring will always be there, right. from From a emotional and spiritual standpoint. So it, it's just, um, yeah. It, 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 it's I'm very happy Arkansas is doing. I'm see, I'm happy to see other states are starting to really stand up and show their character and show their resolve to to fight this issue.
1: That's right. And meantime, they're given the bird. the federal government which i absolutely love uh warrior says uh what i don't get is celebrities go into other parts of the world to adopt kids instead of helping the ones here yeah that seems to be a trend I, i don't know why uh they do that but um you know i i think adopting an american child is very difficult and very expensive and so they go uh you know not just celebrities but a lot of people will go overseas to China or to, to another, you know, part of the country to adopt a kid and uh, the other countries regulations aren't nearly as uh, strenuous. They just want the money. You know, in fact, China does that, you know, China, they sell their kids for about, I think about $15,000. And it's a, it's a money-making process, but these celebrities don't have to worry about it. You know, you can be a single parent and uh, just go out and uh, adopt as many kids as you want from China and uh, it's not an issue going through the American system is a problem.
0: Yeah. It's not as yeah, easy. And, and we need to, and we need to fix that, right? We need to uh, get with our, we have to tell our legislatures, okay, what's next? We have to make the process easier. We have to make it, right. um, you know, reliable. We can't have people go through months or years of process. And then at the last minute, be turned down or the last minute, they, they, the child that they were going to adopt is now no longer available, but there so many, there's so many stories about our systems not working. Yeah. But once again, that you know the punctuation point here is how well does government actually run processes, procedures, and how much do they really care about the human being behind it? Right. Um, you and I have recent stories of going to the Department of Motor, motor Vehicles and waiting in line and being treated like literally a number. Yeah. Why would we let those people run our adoption process? They can't Um, even fix the roads in Pennsylvania. Come on. You know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh,
1: angry miss lady. She says I was in foster care, uh, when I was younger and it it wasn't a good experience. Uh, I would like to hear more about that, to be honest with you. I'd love to hear about your story. Uh, angry miss lady. Um, if you want to call in, uh, the number is 602-475-2000 if you want to be a caller. Or I can even send you the link to join us. I would love to hear about that story and how it shaped you as an adult. You know, would you be where you're at now? And how did that shape you as an adult? I would love to hear that story. Uh, Warrior says, I think, they, uh, think it's a fashion statement. That's, of course, celebrities uh, adopting overseas. And I think yeah. you're right. I think everything in their mind is a fashion statement.
0: Everything in her life and, is a fashion statement. Yeah, it's virtual signaling, right? Look at me, look how great I am. I mean, Madonna. It was, what was the story? It was four or five years ago, Madonna went to South Africa, some one of the African countries, to adopt a child. And really, what she really did was just bought a child from somebody, um, and that all came out and hit the news. And, and fortunately, that was back when the when the mainstream media was actually still covering stuff. Um, but it was all virtual signaling. It's, yeah, look yeah. what I did. Look, look at this amazing f- person that I am. I'm um, saving and helping people. And if it, if it was true, uh, you know, self-sacrifice and really seeing the problem and, and trying to resolve it and loving in a loving way. Yeah. She could have stayed here and adopted probably 10 children.
1: Of course she could have. She's got the yeah. money. She's got plenty of money. so it's not a money issue. It's, it's the right. virtual signaling. Uh, angry. Miss lady says, definitely. May I do it another time? Of course, of course. I don't mean to put you on the spot. I just found, uh, what you were saying very interesting and I would love to talk to you sometime. So whenever you're comfortable, absolutely. Uh, so also, so, uh, going on some other things as well. Uh, but let me, let me say real quick, if you live in Arizona and, uh, you're looking to purchase a home, sell a home, or just invest in, in into some property, uh, may I recommend the Espinosa group. If you go to AZ Homes by Sherry, s h e r i.com, that's AZ Homes by Sherry. Check out her webpage. Uh she is part of the Espinosa group and uh let me tell you something. Sherry is the kindest person I know. And in fact, if you if you meet Sherry in about 5 minutes, you'll feel like you've known her your whole life. And that's the type of person that you want to do business with. You don't want to be forced into a home you don't want, or you don't want to be forced to sell your house below market value. You've got to have the right uh, real estate agent. Check out azhomesbysherry.com. Contact Sherry at the Espinoza Group, and uh, you won't be disappointed. I can promise you that. All right, so uh, Second Amendment news. There's big Second Amendment news uh, out of South Carolina. And again, Leave it up to the states, right? We know that just north of you in Missouri, they're a sanctuary state. They're working on it, right? Arizona is working on becoming a sanctuary state, thank God. And uh, out of North Carolina, their open carry bill passed their uh, house, and uh, there's going to be a debate on a broader gun rights bill expected in April. Uh, But we're seeing these red states, they're, they're making their move because, again, they're looking at that progressive fascist monster right in the eye, uh, also known as the Democratic Party, and they know the Democrats are coming for your Second Amendment. They know they're – and so these red states are taking these initiatives to protect themselves. And, yeah. uh, you know, and it's great to see because uh, that stimulus check is coming and, you know, nothing says – Spent you know money spent well, you know more than uh, a new a r fifteen. So if that's what if that's what you're going to use, your stimulus check well, then by all means, go for it,
0: yeah, you know th- this um the deeper issue here, and, and you've you've said it a couple times, you know with the states really standing up, the state's making a difference and standing up and saying, we're going to honor the Constitution. We're going to honor our citizens' rights. Uh, if you look, the bigger issue is everything the Democratic Party is putting out right now is a facade. Huh. Um, I think there is a ton of distraction. I think there's uh, a ton of uh, positioning and there, there we need to get to what's behind the mask. And what's behind the mask is very obvious. They hate the United States. They have no they have a, such a deep and vile disdain for the the belief systems judeo christian beliefs that our country were founded on was founded on mm-hmm. the constitution what it stands for the fact that uh, a group of men can get together and write a document that is valid this many years later right know, 240 some years later that that is divine intervention right that has to be divine intervention Um, I was watching something, uh, several weeks ago, um, maybe doing some research, reading an article, uh, the average constitutional national constitution, I think it was, um, the average one lasts 17 years. Uh So out of the whole world, out of every country in the world that has a constitution, the average lifespan is 17 years. Ours is 240 some years old.
1: Yeah. In fact,
0: the democratic party and the left,
1: they're always saying that we need to emulate Europe right? You know, we've got to be more like Europe. They know, you know, all that BS. And uh, meanwhile, they're, they're changing their uh, their constitutions out, you know, left and right. And uh, like you said, since 1787, when our constitution was signed and uh, became the law of the land, it has been the law of the land since 1787. We're talking, you know, late 18th century and it's still the law of the land, and the Democrats are still trying to find ways around it. And yeah, so, absolutely. You know, it's got to be divine intervention, it, it, or it, it, they it were just, just lucky. You know, I mean, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's crazy luck, right? All <laughs> right. Uh, it's just, um, and it blows me away the amount of arrogance and quote, wokeness, Ugh. the woke arrogance to say that, oh, the last 200 years of our history is completely invalid. I know better. Yeah, right. let me tell you how it's <laughs> going to be. I'm going uh, to ignore the failures of Russia, China, Venezuela. I'm going to ignore every third world country that has spun into a socialism, uh, you know, sewage drain. And I'm going to tell you how it's going to be. I'm going to ignore the success and the exceptionalism that the United States has be- has had for the past two over 200 years. I'm going right. to tell you how it's going to be. That that level of arrogance, I just it amazes me. I just can't even, I can't fathom it. Yeah, and, I'm, I'm the type of person that likes to self-reflect and say, well, what can I do better? Those people, oh no, that's not their, I don't think they get up in the morning trying to figure out what they can do better. No, you're, you're exactly <laughs> right. You know, a lot of these college
1: kids, they, you know, they're sophomores yeah. and juniors in college. They don't know their, you know, backside from a hole in the ground. But yet they think they're more more intelligent than the founders were because they have been taught their whole life that the founders were, you know, just uh, slave owners. And all they did was come over here and just take over and steal land from the indigenous people and all this other crazy stuff. And that's what they're taught. And, you know, they all wanted slaves and all this business. And uh, so they don't look at the founding fathers as intelligent people. They look at them as evil white people. Right, yeah, and so yeah. they they get this arrogance. They get this arrogance, like you said, this chip on their shoulder. This this uh, I, I don't even know what the I, what what do they call Trump all the time? He was a uh, you know he
0: was egomaniac. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, but you're on the right track, right? A Narcissist, yeah, right? Narcissist. Yeah, that's, narcissist, a, yeah, that's yeah. all we have. We have we have colleges all across the country that are just packed full of these little. Marxist narcissists and they think they know so much better instead of stopping to say, you know, maybe these guys were somewhat intelligent because the constitution has been around since 1787 and it's still the law of the land and no other country, no other, you know, uh, Roman empire, any, any empire for that matter, was able to last as long as the United States has, you know, so they don't stop to think that for two seconds. Yet they think they know so much better. You know, they think they uh, they think that uh, the country shouldn't have borders because they're illegal. And, uh, you know, they're just created to protect the white man from the brown man. And it's just madness in these. Yeah, the, the instructor's. You know they all have tenure, so they can't be. You know they can't be removed oh, yeah, from their jobs. So. Yeah. No.
0: Nor would they want. I mean, the administrators are just as bad, and the you know the people funding them. It, it brings to mind. Uh, you know, I love movies. Uh, I I probably love movies more than I should, but uh, <laughs> there's a there's a scene in Goodwill Hunting. Do you remember that movie with Matt Damon? Yeah, I love it. And Ben Affleck. Yeah, awesome movie. There's a scene where he's in a bar. And this college student from this, um, I can't remember which college it was. Ivy League college comes in, Yeah, Was a arguing Harvard? Bar. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Harvard. Bar. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should have known the Boston accent, right? So, um, and he starts quoting off this philosophical, theological rant. And Matt Damon's character looks at him, says, "He quotes the book, the page, and the paragraph." He's like, "Oh, you just you know quoted this book," and I think that's where our our students are today. It's not about Taking a theory like I hope I hope we were taught. Taking a theory, a philosophy, a theology, and analyzing, getting it to the bottom of it, finding out what the what the driving force behind the people that published it were, what kind of people were they were, where was the money coming from? It's about reiterating, just parroting sentences out of a book. That's and I, I love in that moment Matt Damon's character just puts him on the spot, like, "Oh, that's this book, this page, this chapter, this yeah. page, this paragraph."
1: He says, have you ever had an original thought in your whole life? Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. And we have so many people in our colleges today that are so full of self-confidence and the dumbest ideas ever, ever put on paper. That's a bad combination.
1: Oh, it's so bad. It's It's a bad bad combination. Yeah. Unbelievable. Angry Miss Lady, she uh, made a great comment. Uh, this is in reference to Trump. They were just mad because he gave it to them straight and didn't sugarcoat it. They didn't like that. And now they're being exactly what they called him. Exactly right. That's right. And the the left, right. they can gaslight like, I mean, they are the experts at gaslighting. Uh, Warrior says, we have become the laughing stock of the world. And, and, you know, that's an important point, too, because that's not good for the country. That's not good for our future. When China is, I mean, you know, uh, General Z or whatever the hell his name is over there, he's got to be like rolling around on the floor laughing at this country, watching this country do the stupid things that we're doing. Uh, You know, for instance, uh, the next topic I wanted to talk about was the uh, transgendered athletes. We've talked about this before, uh, but uh, Mississippi – they finally, they've become the first state to ban transgender athletes from girls' sports. And China has got to be like, you've got to be kidding me. You know,
0: like, yeah, well, it, yeah it, it, it's worse than that. It's, uh, look at our, I'm, I'm going to go off the transgender athlete for a second, go to the military. My friend that grew up in Germany was telling me a story a while back that uh, the German military spent millions of dollars to uh, redesign one of their armored troop carriers so that a pregnant woman could run the turret gun that sat on top of the vehicle. And we had a big laugh about that. And he said, oh, I love living in the United States where you have real military And what comes out last week or the week before? Joe Biden just approved um, redesigning flight suits so that pregnant soldiers can wear flight suits. Yeah, The Russians and the Chinese are laughing at us. Unbelievable! They are uh, they are laughing at us. The Russians are designing uh, cutting edge body armor that can stop a fifty caliber, you know, huge fifty caliber uh, bullet um, that they shoot out of uh, machine guns, sniper rifles, uh, anti material uh, weapons, and they're started They're they're creating body armor that can stop these high velocity, huge impact rounds. Yeah, we're redesigning our flight suits so that. Pregnant women can fly our fighter jets. Yeah. what? just
1: this past week, uh, they overturned the executive order, Trump's executive order, and they are now allowing the military to pay for transgender, uh, you know, reassignment surgery. So So, now, yeah, yeah, babies at risk. Angry says, of course, they don't care about babies. They they don't, they just don't care, you know, and uh, it's, it's unbelievable until you, until you kill a pregnant woman. And then all of a sudden you're brought up on two charges of murder. They still can't figure that one out. That's that one still gets them twisted up in the head. Yeah, right. But uh, yeah, so so you're a transgender. eh, Let's say, you know, you're uh, 18 years old. And uh, you've been raised by some uh, crazy parents who decided to put you on uh, puberty blockers when you were 12 and uh, now you're 17, 18 years old. You're finally going through puberty. You believe you're a chick. You're a dude, but you you think you're a chick because your parents did nothing. They didn't you know decided not to get you any help, and they actually you know pushed that narrative. So now all you got to do is go down to the uh, Air Force recruitment office, sign up, go join the military, get your little tallywacker removed, get some fake breast implants put in. Maybe you'll sit in the hospital yep. for maybe uh, two or three months in recovery, and then uh, you can uh, claim that you're going through psychological issues and you can be released from the military and never step foot. That's right. In the actual – right. never, Never do anything in the military. It's a joke, yeah. man.
0: It, it, it's a huge misuse of our taxpayer dollars – and a huge degradation of our military well-being or military readiness. you know, even if you put these soldiers out, uh, you know, these soldiers, these people getting um, uh, hormone therapy, you can't put them out on the front lines. You can't you do anything with them because they're going to need continuous, constant therapy. You can't put someone that needs therapy today tomorrow, next year. You can't put them on the front line because you can't you can't, like, change your whole supply line to make sure that, you know, your 15 soldiers on the front lines that have hormone replacement therapy are getting their hormones. I mean, it's it's just not, it's, it's just crazy. It's
1: It's insane. Angry uh, boats and hose makes a great point. Uh, They say, I'm not sure if angry is a guy or a a lady Uh, that pisses me off. They will pass uh, that, but not give vets uh, the surgeries they need or meds. You know, uh, my dad was a, was a military vet. Now he was, he served in between uh, uh, Korea and Vietnam, so he was a non-war vet. I think he went in in 1960. I don't recall. I don't recall. Anyway, uh, he was uh, in between the two, and uh, it was in the early th- 60s, I believe. And uh, because of that, a lot of what uh, the VA covers didn't cover him. So I learned, I yeah. learned a lot when I start when I took, when he moved in with me and I was taking, Oh, okay. Angry boats and hose is a guy. All right. Thanks for clarifying that, man. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I started to, Oh, he's a Navy vet too. Awesome. Thank you for your service. So, uh, when he started getting older, he was having mini strokes. He needed to be taken care of. So we brought him in and he was living with us for quite some time. Uh, so I knew nothing about the VA and then I learned everything about the VA and, uh, I learned that there are so many vets that come home now, and they they can't get the uh, they can't get the service that they deserve that they went over yeah. and fought for, you know. And, and for the life of me, I can't understand. There are people that are crossing the border right now that are getting better medical attention than our vets yeah. ever got, and uh, I I just don't I can't understand for the life of me, why if you served in the military, and let's say you served your full four-year term uh, or or more, there's no reason why, even if you served overseas, maybe you were in the military for a year or two, you served overseas or whatever, you should be able to come home. And the first thing they should do is hand you a card, a medical card that allows you to go to any doctor, any hospital, anywhere you want to go. And that should be covered if they're going to talk about covering people for medical uh, expenses for anything, the Democrats want to start with the illegals. And uh, I I would say we've got to start with the country's best. We've got to start with our, our veterans because the VA in many aspects has been a failure. Now, Trump, he did a lot of work on the VA, especially down here in Phoenix, John McCain, let Phoenix VA go to total hell. Trump is the one who came in and fixed and demanded that the VAs be fixed.
0: Yeah. And that, and that really is, you know, his, his huge differentiator is he looked at things differently. He didn't just say, well, this is the way things always were, always will be. This is, you know, he saw the problem, said, no, we're going to go fix it. And I, I saw a video earlier today where somebody went through all the things that, Um, all the previous presidents had, had promised and everything they failed on the border security, moving the, um, moving the, uh, what do you call it? The, the thing in Jerusalem. Wow. I just completely lost my uh, turn. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, moving that to Jerusalem. Um, there's so many things. One of the things was fixing the VA. He Mm -hmm. actually started taking that on, on the flip side, and I don't know the exact quote, so I'll, I'll paraphrase here. We have our supposed VP, vice president of our country, Kamala Harris, saying veterans need to stop being treated like special people, like a special class of individuals. They need to eventually just go back to being normal citizens and get on mm-hmm. with their life. She said something to that effect. I, I don't know the okay. exact quote, but that's, I think that's a pretty darn good paraphrase of what she said. Zero respect. Zero understanding of the sacrifice and the the amazing things that these people have done in service of our country in service of us and that gets back to what i was saying before because they don't understand this country they don't they don't appreciate and love this country no they don't like we do they don't and they are so looking forward to draining us of our resources and making us just once again
1: all they see is the flaws all they see yeah, yes. the yeah, flaws right. of the country and that's what they want to that's focus right. on. Now listen to what uh Nana 1776 said and this is this gets to the root of the issue. My husband spent 4 years in the army in Germany 72 to 76. According to the VA, he makes too much money in his pension to be eligible for anything except burial benefits. Now, are you kidding me? We have got We have got illegals that are marching their way for three weeks, over a thousand miles to get into this country. They're barnstorming this country right now and they are getting all the free medical they need. Now, unfortunately, because Joe Biden is, you know, God only knows who's running this country. I think you brought that up earlier, but uh, you know, they've got I think 13,000 unaccompanied children down there that are lucky to get a shower once a week. So it's not as good as people are making it out to be, but the fact is, of the matter is, is that when they need medical help, they get medical help. Now, angry boats and host says, uh, "What was sad? They put me out, and I went uh, to DHS for a month of food assistance, and they said I made two dollars over the cutoff. Then the gentleman behind me walked up and couldn't speak English. Oh man, yeah." You know, it's, and- it's
0: it's the hypocrisy, and we say this a lot, but the hypocrisy is just—it's infuriating. It really is infuriating. And go
1: ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, Nana's husband spent thirty-four years as a deputy sheriff, and now he can't get VA benefits because he his pension because he worked his ass off, and now he can't get his yeah. pension for for going into the military, and that was uh, seventy-two to seventy-six was during Vietnam.
0: You know, my uncle served in the Navy um, in the 80s. And four years. He did four years on an aircraft carrier. And it was the only peacetime period that we've had since, uh, since I think, uh, World War I, the pure peacetime. But he came out of the Navy, and he had spent all, all of his time in the Navy saving. He was very responsible. Mm-hmm. He saved so much money, and he put it aside and put it aside. In the meantime, his friends were out buying motorcycles and fast cars and and he and his friend went end up going to Penn State, Penn, Penn State University, we and uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Where's
1: my Buckeyes flag? I get that out. I um, have the power to remove you from the room. <laughs> I could kick you and permanently delete you. Just so
0: you know, I am, I'm gonna hang. I'm gonna hang a Buckeyes flag on that mantle. The next time I'm on the show, there will be a block O behind me. Uh, so, anyways, my uncle goes to college. And uh, now, granted, he had the GI Bill, but it didn't cover everything. And he couldn't get grants. He could take out loans, but he couldn't get grants because they said, well, you have too much money in your checking account. Of course. His friend that spent every dime he ever owned in the military got all kinds of
1: grants. Oh, listen, I worked in higher education for about 12 years. And the whole uh, Pell Grant and the whole Stafford loan thing, the whole thing is designed to help people that make the worst decisions. So yeah. if you've been if you're if you've had four kids to four different baby daddies, you never got married, uh, you know you're an alcoholic with a drug problem and all this other. You're living on whatever the case is. You're gonna get the most money. You're gonna get the full Pell Grant. Now, little Johnny or little Sally or whoever who worked their can off and happened to be the children of parents who do well. Well, that grant, you know, you're not going to get the grant. Yeah, but my parents, they're not paying for my education, you know? Yeah. Because everything is based off the parents until you're 24 years old. But yeah, that's these right. kids, you know, even right. if they're not even living at home, you know, unless they were wards of the court at one point, but, you know, if you're 18 years old and you decide to move out and go get a job at your local Home Depot or whatever, and you're working your butt off and you're trying to pay for school. Stafford loan looks at you and says, "Oh, I'm sorry, your uh, your parents yeah. make too much money. Well, I don't live with my parents. It doesn't matter till you're 24 years yeah. old, or go out and get married, make a dumb decision. Go at 18, go out and get married, or you know, go have a kid without a parent. Then we'll give you the yeah. loan. Then we'll give you the, yeah. you know, go do something yeah. stupid, and we'll take care of you.
0: We have so many governmental systems that had, I'm sure they had the right idea when someone conceived them." You know, years ago, someone said, hey, we need to help people, less fortunate, less disadvantaged people, whatever. And th- they've bastardized those so badly uh, since their inception, since they're, you know, since they were thought up. And, th- yeah, they're horrible. And, and people want government to run our health care. When oh, you see God. the decisions they make, holy cow, what? Yeah. No, I don't want the government running my health care. I've seen the other decisions they make. There's no way. I mean, I don't want to go too far off topic here, but look right. at our assistant secretary of health. Yeah. He wants uh, He wants all of our children to have hormone blockers to stop uh, the natural process of human growth and going through puberty yeah. so that later on that child can decide what they want to be. He wants to he interrupt an, an woman's process. He oh makes my God. an oh. ugly woman. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's, yeah. Yeah, there, it's like he's not even trying. I mean, to be honest, I mean, it's like he's not even trying, right? So. I know. He
1: looks a little bit like D. Snyder after like a night of partying or something. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. you remember who D. Snyder is, you know. Oh, on. yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> That's bad. Uh, I'm reading some of the uh, the quotes here, too. Uh, the chat from Angry Boats and Host said, I did two and a half Army Reserve, 17 and a half in the Navy. So, good Lord, we're talking 20 years. I uh, hurt my back playing basketball, then a car accident after I healed, I couldn't go back to sea. And they said, since I couldn't do my primary job, I'm no good to them. And he let me go and I lost everything after 20 years in the military, 20 mm. damn years in the military.
0: So close says, to retirement and getting benefits. That's horrible.
1: I even had the Senator, Congressman and inspector general. Wow. Unbelievable.
0: That's horrible. Uh, yeah. and, and and you know, once again, this all goes back to they hate America, they hate the United States, and they are going to pass policies that are hypocritical and they take care of everybody but our citizens. And we go back to the border and we think about all those children, and you you were saying something like thirteen thousand, seven hundred and twenty percent of capacity. Mm-hmm. They're not at 100%. They're not 70%. 720% of capacity, uh, the border, um, detention centers, uh, whatever they want to call them, they were cages when it was Trump, right? Of
1: course. Now, you go to Warrior's home state of California, right? They only allow 25% capacity at uh, movie theaters and gyms and restaurants, but 750% or 790% at the border,
0: so that's, yeah. uh,
1: that's exactly yeah. where our country's at right now. And,
0: and they're not testing, and they just said, I think it was today or yesterday, they just said, no, we're not going to test these people for COVID. We have no obligation to test them. We're going to let them in, Yeah. and we're not going to test them. You and I, there are some airlines, I don't know if it's all of them yet, we can't get on a plane without showing that we've been vaccinated, right? We're going to have to start wearing the armbands here pretty soon, you know, maybe a star of David, maybe something. Who knows, right? Yeah. But they'll let the illegals flug it across the border because it's about the agenda. And like, and I started saying earlier, we've got to look past the facade of Joe Biden and his clumsiness and his forgetfulness. We we know he's not running the country, right? Right. We've got to look past the the headlines of they're they're going to start promoting and pushing the the mass shootings here soon, so they can get their their gun laws justified. We've got to look at the core of their being, and that is they—they they will let the border get flooded with illegals, right? Because that supports the agenda of taking over America. You know, making D.C. a state—that's—that's that's on the agenda now too. And see, type, right?
1: this is right, exactly right. So we're going to lose on a national battle. We're going to lose on a national. Yes. Uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So th- again, this is why. And, and listen, if you're listening to the show or watching the show. You've got to get involved in your local and state politics. You've got to do it because they are coming for, they're coming for Texas. Now uh, the angry, I'm sorry, the conservative bear, I almost said the angry bear, the conservative bear, who uh, a lot of these folks that are in the room actually uh, watch his show as well. They're part of his audience. Uh, He turned me on to a a show, and, and I'll send you the link, Tyke. But I want you to watch it because it, it's basically—it's right. called the Rocky Mountain Heist. Have you heard of that movie? It's like a forty-five-minute video on on Vimeo, and uh, I've heard of it, I haven't seen it. Now. Basically, Michelle Malkin lays out the whole thing on basically how millions and millions of dollars from like Google and Apple and Facebook and all these people they dumped into Colorado to take it over. And it was to see to see if they could do it. It was like to build the, uh, uh, the blueprint of how to go over and just use billions of dollars to take over states politically. After it worked in Colorado, then they built the big scheme and they've got it now. It's a blueprint. And now uh, they're using exactly what they did in Colorado to go after states like Arizona. That's why Arizona is turning blue and they're using it to go after Texas as well. It's out of control. One of the main things that's all part of it is the legalization of marijuana. And of course they want to trickle it in, you know, with the whole, uh, medical thing, right? Except Mm -hmm. you don't go to the pharmacist to get your medical marijuana. You got to go to your own separate dispensary. It's a joke. Now, In Arizona, they legalized marijuana for uh, anybody can use it now. You know, uh, it's not medical anymore. It's whoever wants to get stoned can get stoned. And uh, this is the first month that it was legalized. And in the first 10 days of marijuana legalization, they sold $2.9 million worth of pot in edibles and everything else. And it's the way, you know... And listen, I'm not saying this. If if you support smoking, if you want to smoke dope and you do, that's your thing, okay? But what I'm saying is it's not good for the country to have a stoned populace. It's not good to have 18-year-olds that are giving up their Second Amendment rights to go out and smoke dope and get high all day. I'm not saying they can't go do their job, and I'm not saying that they're going to be uh, worthless. But the point is, once you give someone something like that, you can never take it away. And so people will continue to vote a certain way to protect Sorry. their right to get stoned. It's not a good thing. Again, if you do it on the, down low and that's your thing, that's your thing. But to legalize it, And to spend all, because what do they, they always say how much uh, tax money they're going to raise and they're going to do this. They're going to do that. And they, listen, there is so much money that's out there. There is so much money in uh, waste. You just go and look at your local uh, city budget. Go look at your state's budget. Look at the federal budget. There are trillions of dollars that are wasted. We don't need more money in this country. We don't need more tax money. That's the big lie. And uh, so if you start seeing that push in Arkansas, and I don't know if you have or not. I don't know where Arkansas is with the whole marijuana thing.
0: Yeah, we um... fight
1: it. Do whatever you can to fight it
0: yeah we're we're on the same slippery slope as everyone else, right? So I believe it was the last election we we um approved medical marijuana, so we have medical marijuana now. And you know, that's think about step. it, how many years ago, yeah, how how many years ago, when it was it was Colorado that first legalized it? They started with medical marijuana, then it was legal for everybody. Well, like we said at the beginning of the show, Oregon has legalized everything.- mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's not- coming. Todd Baker,
1: he's saying in Washington there is no charge for possession of drugs of any kind. Now I don't know if it's the whole state of Washington, uh, but you maybe clear that up, Todd. But I know that uh, Seattle is that way. In Seattle, yeah. they hyperdrived into a total crap hole. Seattle is a garbage city. I don't think we want to see the entire city following the lead of Seattle.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. I, and you know, people are fighting for their right to destroy themselves, right? They're fighting for the right for marijuana, for other illicit drugs to be legalized. They're fighting for their, they're fighting for people to be able to break into your homes and not be shot. Right. They're, they're fighting for the rights of the intruder. Now there's actually people pushing for bills where it becomes illegal for you to, um, to defend yourself. Mm -hmm. If someone comes in and they're using stupid arguments like, well, is your stuff really more, valuable in that person's life. Well, they apparently made that decision.
1: Let me interrupt real quick. If you're listening to Good Talk Radio, uh, the simulcast on goodtalkradio.com, we're going to go ahead and end the show. Uh, But you can tune in to my YouTube channel at Say What You Will Radio, or you can go to saywhatyouwillradio.com to listen to the rest of the show. Thanks for being here. All right, go ahead, continue.
0: Yeah, so I was just saying that, uh, you know, they're fighting for their rights to destroy themselves and destroy their country. And become dependent upon the government. They become dependent upon handouts. And they're trying to, things like the right to life, they're trying to fight against. Things like, um, you know, independent rights and um, being self-sufficient. They're fighting against that. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't want personal accountability. They don't want the person that breaks into your house to be accountable for breaking into your house. They want you to be accountable that's right. For leaving your house and letting them rob you. It's, it's just we live in this bizarre world. Um and you're right. Back to the beginning. We have to get it right at the state level. Um Texas is pushing back on a lot of stuff. Thankfully, there is still enough strength in their in their Republican Party in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their governors talking about finishing the border wall with with state funding <laughs> yeah, and naming yeah. it after Trump, right? I mean, they're <laughs> they're they're going to try to do the right thing.
1: Yeah
0: we have to encourage them. We have to get behind them. The left has been so vocal for so long that, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Right. So liberals have been extremely vocal. So our state legislatures, our senators, our Congress people have said, Oh, well, okay. No one's saying any different. I better, I better just go along with it. Right. Well, we've got to get vocal and we've got to start at the local and state level.
1: Yeah. Todd, he says right now we're fighting to keep open carry. Uh, Let me tell you something. The more drugs you legalize up there, the less likely you're going to be able to keep open carry because they're going to convince everyone that's stoned that guns are bad. Yeah, and uh, well, it's a dumbing down of society without it,
0: and it's a Trojan horse, right? Because even here in Arkansas, so a friend of mine took. We have a concealed carry, and then we had advanced concealed carry where you can conceal carry in places like church and schools and things where you're normally not allowed. So you can take a, a, a whole day class to do that. Well, he took the class and one of the things they said, if you do have a medical marijuana prescription, you're not going to, you can't have that That's right. advanced concealed carry.
1: Yeah. You've got it. It's a, a Trojan horse. Arizona right? did that. Arizona forced you. If you went out and got your marijuana card for medical marijuana, you had to give up your second amendment rights. You cannot, you're exactly. now in the system. You can't. Sorry get your CCW permit. And if you don't have your CCW permit now, Arizona is a, a right to carry state. So we're a constitutional carry. So you can carry a concealed weapon uh, without uh, having to have your CCW. However, you've got to go through the background check every time you purchase a gun and you can't carry out of state uh, via law of reciprocity hmm. without a CCW. Yeah, right. So right, if you travel yeah. at all and you want to take your gun with you, if you're, uh, you know, uh, if you're driving single or traveling by yourself or whatever, uh, you're giving up your rights. And, uh, I don't even know it. I don't even know in Arizona being a constitutional carry I have to look this up. If you have, uh, your medical marijuana card, or if you're stoned with recreational uh, marijuana, I don't know if you're all allowed to have a gun Be pos- I don't think you're allowed to even possess possession. a gun.
0: So, I know that most states concealed carry, uh, you know, you can't conceal carry in a bar because there's alcohol present. Right. So I would, I would hope that if you were stoned, there would be a law that you would not be allowed to also have, have a firearm.
1: Unbelievable. All right. Let me, uh, let me, I got to throw in uh, a couple advertisers here real quick. Sometimes I start talking and I forget about the people that help pay for the, fund the show. So, uh, I do, I did mention good talk radio. I want to mention Ranger Rob. Poopy bags. In fact, uh, everything that Nancy Pelosi says would fit nicely (laughs) right inside a Ranger Rob pet poopy bag because everything she says is crap. But uh, these are awesome. You can actually go to uh, Amazon and you can look up Ranger Rob poopy bags and you can get 120. That's what's in this box. Now, imagine if you've got one dog. That's a lot of poops, right? Even if you have a couple dogs like yourself, Tyke, these things have extra long handles. They're extra deep for the biggest piles, right? So even if you've got one of those Great Danes or an Irish Wolfhound, these bags will handle whatever they deliver. And they smell like lemon. They're biodegradable. Check them out. I believe there's $9.99 right now for 120 bags. You can buy them on Amazon, get free shipping, or go to rangerrobpoopybags.com. Check them out. Now, I also want to push uh one more uh that's Grey Feather Farm and uh this is happens to be their crack attack. I don't know if you guys can see that or not. Crack attack. Yeah, that's good. yeah, there you go. And uh this is a uh one of the best lotions I've ever used. It's all natural. It's actually infused with emu oil. Yeah, emu oil. That's right. They they extract it out of the back of the bird, I guess. I don't know. Uh but uh this is the crack attack and I live in Arizona. Arizona is the driest state. In the wintertime, I think the the, uh, humidity is about 0.5%. So when it's cold and dry, guess what you're going to end up with? Dry skin, right? This is the only thing that's worked for me. I've tried all the store brands. I've spent a lot of money, even on the expensive stuff. It doesn't work. Go to saywhatyouwillradio.com. Go to my sponsors page. And uh, if you go to Gray Feather Farm, you can order your products through my page and get free shipping. So check it out. Gray Feather Farm, Crack Attack—they have lip balm. They've got all kinds of stuff. So check them out, and uh, they make great gifts too. So, all right, let's get back to the show. So um, we were talking about a couple bunch a bunch of different things, but one thing we haven't really gotten to—I know we talked—we danced around it a little bit—was this crisis. At the border. Now, the Obama administration, last week, they said there's not a crisis. <laughs> and then by the weekend, they said, let's not get – let's not worry about what we call it. Let's not get hung up on, you know, yeah. terms. Let's just fix the problem, right? And then this week, it was uh, a crisis, but it was uh, Trump's fault. So that's where yeah. the Biden administration is right now as far as the crisis on the border. They're le- We mentioned before they're letting – Uh, I think, I think they said in February, 30,000 unaccompanied children. They're thinking about a hundred thousand total people. I talked to Sheriff Mark Lamb from Pinal County a few weeks ago. He's already seized 380,000 fentanyl pills in 2020. So 2021 is going to be a total nightmare. Uh, We've had a local Senator, a state Senator here in Arizona. Her son is dead because of fentanyl that came in from Mexico. Uh, there's a crisis. There is a crisis. They're talking about right now. There's a border, uh, uh a gag order on border patrol. They're not allowed to talk to the that. press right now. And, uh, why is that? If it was so, you know, rainbows and, uh, you know, happy unicorns, times, unicorns down yeah. on the border. Um, uh, why are the border patrol agents being told not to talk to anybody? Why are there pictures of illegal aliens that haven't been tested for covid boarding uh airlines along uh, passenger jets with you and me, Tyke. We could be yeah. you could be getting on your next flight to go on a business trip and half the people on that flight could be illegals that have not been tested yet. Why yeah. is this going on? Why, you know, is this really all about winning elections or is there something even more evil behind
0: it? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's become clear that it's a lot deeper. I mean, yes, they have to win the elections. They have to keep winning elections. I think they figured out in 2020, they know how they know the formula to win elections and how to not get challenged. Uh, Even though the evidence is all out there, they're not going to get challenged. We're not going to get through court cases. When we look at the crisis on the border, I mean, they have made it clear they don't care about, they they have no humanitarian uh, slant. They have no humanitarian effort. They have no concern. I mean, where's AOC, right? AOC went down there and did her whole, you know, fake crying in front of a fence that happened to be like the parking lot fence. She's busy picking up all the
1: trash up in the Bronx where she's from. Did you see that?
0: Yeah, right. No, I didn't see oh, that. Oh
1: man, I wish I had the video. But there's miles and miles and miles near the airport up there. It's in her district, with just oh my God. heaping piles of garbage along the road. In her, you know, she's the author of the Green New Deal. Tyke, it's all about the environment for AOC. But you're Apparently, right. Apparently,
0: you just leave it out there, and it, it'll it'll deteriorate if you <laughs> just leave it out on the road, right? It'll actually, yeah. become uh, fertilizer in about
1: two thousand yeah, years.
0: Why? I mean, the crisis on the border is 10 times, 100 times worse than it was under Trump. Mm -hmm. Uh, The policies Trump put in place stopped things, slowed things down. We got to a point where it was manageable. And they're blaming Trump. Like, how do you think this happened? How do you think we suddenly have a surge of people at the border? And I watched some videos today where, you know, Biden just came out in the past couple weeks and said, I didn't tell them to come to the border. Well, then there's like, four or five clips in the debates that the 2020 debates and, uh, other interviews where he's saying, yes, they should surge the border. They should, we, when I'm president, they should surge the border because we're going to let them in. And yeah, it it's goes beyond the voting. It goes beyond winning the election. It's to the point of destroying the country. Absolutely. They're going to undermine this country, uh, from the bottom up. And I'll tell you when I was in, uh, at Ohio, the Ohio State University, studying political science. By the way, we while are I was at the, the uh uh-huh, yeah, while I was at the Ohio State University studying political science, it was the number three ranked political science department in the country. So, hmm. strangely enough, I kind of just fell into that. Um, at the same time, I was taking Portuguese, Brazilian Portuguese, just because I had to have a language, and I got to hear the first hand stories from my Portuguese professor, who's from Brazil about how the police went out into the streets and started shooting orphans. They had so many street children. They had so many street children that at one point, and the police force was so corrupt in Brazil in the 80s, the late 80s, they actually started to wipe out kids. Well, what do you think is going to happen if 30,000 kids come into our country a month every couple of months, uh, unoccupied or whatever, minors, one, they're going to flood our foster care system. They're going to flood our, um, our already broken and slow adoption system. They're going to flood our, our orphanages, our medical facilities, whatever. It's going to, they, we are creating, I, and I think it's an architecture. Yeah. They're architecting the next problem. They're architecting the next problem.
1: They are because that's what they do best. They create problems and then they want you to vote for them so they can fix the problems they created. That's now, right. If you've ever been to uh, Arizona, I don't know. Are you familiar with Phoenix and the area around here? No. I, I, I
0: had, had I, in my whole life. I've been in Arizona two days. Oh, so okay. I know it's dry. And that's about it. It
1: is. It's dry <laughs> and hot. Uh, so there's a town uh, not too far from where I live, uh, from Phoenix. I would say it's probably about 45 minutes south of Phoenix. It's called Gila Bend. Okay. Okay. Uh, Gila Bend is right on Interstate 8, and uh, it's a pretty. It was a it was a city that was built basically back in the copper mining ages, and uh, so the Gila River ran right through Gila Bend. Uh, so there was a water source back then before the river was rerouted and, uh, a lot of the mining and everything got shut down. So it's a very poor and dilapidated city. Okay. It's not even, it's not even a city. It was like a travel area where people traveling across country would stop in Gila bend to spend the night or whatever, but it was, it, it flourished because of the mining too. Anyway, now it's just, it's one of those cities that's just dying. And, uh, So Gila Bend, Arizona, Mayor Chris Riggs, he says he's had it with the Biden administration's handling of the ongoing border crisis. According to Riggs, there's a deluge of illegal aliens coming to his town. Now, listen, this is a town of probably a thousand people, maybe less than that. Uh, So a deluge, I don't know how to say that, of illegal aliens, Aliens. deluge, uh, aliens coming to his town courtesy of the federal government. And the administration is keeping him and his fellow residents in the dark about what's planned. Riggs told Fox News Your World Monday that Gila Bend is being made into what the outlet called, quote, a waypoint for illegal immigrants captured by federal authorities. So they are taking an economically depressed town. And they are dumping just droves of illegals into this town. Listen, that town is going to be littered with criminal activity. They barely have a a budget for police down there. Obviously, it's going to fall onto uh, the county. The sheriff's department is Mm going to. You know, uh, and it's just going to be a a freaking completely, it's just going to be a total nightmare. Let me see what Todd had to say. He said, homeless drug addict uh, walked right up to my car where my daughter was, told him to get the F away, followed me into the store where I had to toss him out on his face for harassing the store owner, uh, women in store. Wow. Geez, just an hour ago, things are Lord of the flies here. Yeah, I'm telling you, that is such a mess. I guess he's from Seattle, but man, what a mess that is. But yeah, so... This town, i it's unbelievable. The only reason I know about it is because they've had, uh, it was on the way to Rocky Point, Mexico. So uh, people would travel. They would leave Mesa, Phoenix, Gilbert area, and they would go through there, through that town, if they were going down to Rocky Point, when Rocky Point, that was in Mexico, or it is in Mexico, uh, when that was somewhat of a safe place to go. It was an inexpensive place to take your family to the beach. And, uh, that's Got the it. only reason I had been through there. It's, uh, but, uh, I can't imagine now that place is going to be just riddled with drugs and gangs. And- and, and,
0: and this is the architecture, right? This is exactly what the Democrats want. They will create a crisis so that they can be the solution. Yeah. All right. They're, they will be the only, their handouts, their, their government programs, um, you know, they'll they'll the crime rate will spike, and they'll say, "Oh, we gotta get rid of guns." Look at the crime rate spiking. Oh my gosh, we gotta get rid of guns. Uh, it, it, you know, they architect disasters so that they can then implement anti-American policies, anti-constitutional policies, and in the uneducated, the, the 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 population that can't critically think, just nods their heads and says, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I see, I see now. Oh, thank you for opening my eyes. I see." we've got to do something about this problem Mm -hmm. that you just created that just ruined the country. Yeah. I just, it's just, yeah, just a, you know, a tail chasing exercise.
1: Yeah, that's right. And what a lot of things that people aren't thinking about all these young kids that are coming across the border. Okay. First of all, a lot of them, when they say they're, they're kids, that means they're under 18. A lot of these people coming across the border, maybe they're 16, 17 years old. They're already involved in gangs. Okay. They're yep. already being used to smuggle drugs across the, the border and everything else. They're not these innocent little angels that the media per, uh, portrays them to be. And two, the younger kids that are coming across that are innocent, that maybe came up from, you know, South of Mexico or, you know, other parts of the country, or parts of the world. Uh, where are they going to end up in school? Where are these kids going to be placed eventually? they're going to be placed and thank god you homeschool your kids Tyke and I think if my kids were young uh like yours were I would be doing the same thing but these kids are going to be put into the public education system these kids are going to be they're not checked for uh uh covid-19 or any other disease We don't know who their parents are. We don't know uh, what their history, their history or background is. We don't know if they're part of some sexual ring. We don't know anything about these kids and they're going to be stuffing them into classrooms that are already overstuffed. Yep. And uh, you know, they don't speak English. This whole thing is designed. I don't think it's, I don't think it's designed just to get votes for the democratic party. I believe it's, designed as part of the unraveling of the country
0: yeah absolutely absolutely i agree i mean it's to undermine all of our social norms it's to it's eventually you're going to have the the citizenry the citizens of the united states the people the uneducated looking to the government saying help us come in and put more requirements in place put more regulation in place lock down our rights so that we can deal with this problem And they're not seeing that the problem was created by the very people that are selling the solution. That's right. Right. That's that's, right.
1: That's That's why the solution Tyke, and uh, I'll say it a hundred times. And that's the meaning behind the show. The solutions are in our backyard. We've got to, and we, as people, we can't even just rely on the politicians, but we've got to rely on our sheriffs. We've got to rely on our law enforcement and we've got to rely on ourselves. There's got to be a point, and I'm not saying pick up your guns and pitchforks and go start a riot in a civil war. That's not what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is when your kid's school gets packed packed full of illegals and your kid is falling behind because the teacher is unable to teach the class because half the class doesn't speak English now, this is where you've got to step up. you've got to pull your kid out of that class either get them into a you know a parochial school or you know yep. a, a, a private school or or get them home and educate them yeah. at home. If you've got to make sacrifices, you know if you got to sell the Harley or sell the boat or whatever you got to do, you've got to put your kids first and that's where we need to get involved. We need to know what the hell's going on in our schools. We need right. to know what's going on in our cities and everything. So, that's uh, that's my uh, my soapbox. We've got to get yeah, involved. Yeah, and, and
0: and you know, to that end, you know, I've seen some people recently call for um, GoFundMe's and putting consortiums together specifically around homeschooling. Um, if you really look at your choices, uh, obviously private school can be very expensive. Christian schools can be very expensive. There are ways to do homeschooling cheap, and it does take sacrifices. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Susan and I drove. You know, she she stayed home with the kids and homeschooled, while I tried to make a career. And at a very young age, that was very hard. And we d- we drove very old cars that uh, you know needed maintenance and but it was better than having a car payment Um right. There's, you're right, you, you have to make decisions. And there are definitely, um, you know, people gathering together now trying to support each other to help make these decisions, to make them easier. And we have to start doing that. If we If we pull enough kids out of public schools, one, they'll probably just outlaw homeschooling. Two, they'll start to falter and fall to the point that we can start taking control again. Right. You know, they've used the schools to indoctrinate our children for two generations now. It's time that we start taking that back. Well, one way or another, we have to take our kids back.
1: I think they plan on um, screwing up your kids when when they go to college. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I don't know if they can win the homeschooling debate. Who knows? Who knows where that goes? But I think a lot of colleges will end up. I mean, the colleges don't have to accept. You know, students that are homeschooled. Yeah. You know, they can simply yeah. say, you know, we don't recognize that, uh, uh, that degree or that uh, diploma. And so therefore yeah. you're not excited, you know, you're not uh, welcome to come in, but, you know, there's other avenues. Like, again, I worked in upper education, you know, kids can go into uh, junior colleges, you know, community colleges and, uh, and then work their way into, uh, another program at a four year degree. But you're right. I mean, the left, the left is not going to back down. They Biden's administration has been more radical and more progressive and more fascist. I'll use that term than any other American president in history. history. And it's scary, man. We're living in scary times, brother.
0: It, It is. And if you look at things that Clinton and Obama campaigned on, it was a secure border. Now, I mean, what they were saying, what we thought was very liberal, uh, 12 years ago, is considered right-wing lunacy now to secure the border. And it's right. amazing how Obama, we have video of him saying secure the border, and now here we are 12 years later, and it's unacceptable to secure the border. It's amazing how things, how the pendulum has swung well, and even, how this— He was even yeah, anti-gay
1: right. marriage. Obama was against yeah, yeah.
0: gay marriage, and so was yeah.
1: I, I think uh, Hillary Clinton was Biden. too,
0: and Biden was too, and 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 I think that's the that gets to the heart of it, right? They don't mean what they say; they say right. what they think people want to hear, so they can stay in power. Well, they're so they being, can get elected.
1: That's right, and the Democratic Party is not uh, is not being ruled by those that look to be in
0: power. Are you right? Yeah. Biden is definitely, I mean, it's so obvious Biden has zero control of what he says and does. He is such a puppet.
1: Oh, my God. Look at what Todd Baker says. He says, my 12-year-old called me a racist for asking if she wanted Chinese food education system is Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean,
1: Chinese food. Come on, kids. and,
0: and, And, you know, we know a lot of homeschool families who their kids... Didn't necessarily land exactly where you would hope they would or, or thought they would, but they have that foundational learning and they have that foundational belief. And I believe some of those kids will come back around yeah. and they won't be, you know, eventually they'll grow out of this woke state. Uh, the Bible says that raise a child up in the way he, he'll go and he will come back to it. So I think that um, those children will come back. mm mm-hmm. But even if that's the case, where someone has gone away, even in the homeschool situation where they've gone away from the faith or or the conservative beliefs, they still have ten times the foundation. If they would, you know, as as you're saying, your twelve-year-old saying that you're racist for calling it Chinese food, um, unbelievable. They're getting that from school. They're getting that from their peers, and it's cool to be woke now. It's cool. That's like the great new thing. That's the peer pressure. Be woke. Everything's racist everything yeah
1: and that's really the that's what's behind critical race theory and that's what's being pushed in all these schools now and because parents us conservative parents you know we're busy working and trying to make a living and and you know we've been trained to focus on everything nationally we have not even realized that this critical race theory has actually seeped into our local schools and this nonsense is being taught. And the foundation of critical race theory is that every experience that you've had as a white person, your entire life or Asian, don't even throw the Asians in there. Every experience you've ever had in your whole life has been based on race. Yeah. Or discrimination of some kind. So it doesn't matter, uh, you know what you did on your birthday. It doesn't matter how you celebrate your holidays, your friendships, uh, the books you read, the shows you watch, everything that you are involved in is based off of white superiority or white suppression of the brown person.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, something very interesting just happened. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the shooting that just happened in Atlanta uh, the past couple of days. Um, someone went into a Asian church and shot a bunch of people. Two of the people that that, that were shot, I don't know if they died, were white, a white man and, man and woman. Um, Once again, I don't want to be too deep of a conspiracy theorist here, but one of the things that the left has failed to do is attract a lot of the Asian population because uh, typically data-driven Asian populations, uh, Asian people succeed after migrating to the United States. They have a higher level of success than even Caucasian people Um, because they they value education, they value family more than other cultures. Um, now we have a very, what looks like an architected attack. If the attack itself was not architected, the, the messaging and the narrative afterwards will be there. There's already messaging coming out from mainstream media saying that, see it's Asians and blacks against Caucasians, whites, you know, they're trying to pull the Asians into that race, race debate because they didn't get them in, in the 2020 election. They didn't get the Asians into the, the race debate. Well, part um, so of all the,
1: uh, the, the critical race theory, they're left out. The Asians are left out of critical race theory. So they're kind of lumped in with the whites. And yeah, so they're being yep. taught you know, the, the Hispanics and the blacks and, uh, other minorities are being taught, uh, that the Asians are no different than the yep. whites that, uh, and, they have a certain like supremacy of race.
0: And, and doesn't this sound a lot like, huh, this sounds like fascism maybe. <laughs> Like, okay, our Border Patrol agents aren't allowed to talk. They've been gag-ordered. They're not allowed to say what they're experiencing. Uh, social media is silencing conservatives. And now we've got critical race theory. It's been obviously out there for a long time, but it's becoming very, very uh, bold and upfront now that uh, everything you experience is based on your race. And go and uh, take it out on the Caucasians, the Asians, whoever the focus, there has to be a focus group, right? That That's right. fascism. There's got to be a focus group to blame everything on.
1: Yeah, of course. And,
0: uh, and boy, I, uh, uh, Biden's uh, blaming Trump for the border crisis sure stinks of that, too, doesn't it? You know, let's blame all the, all the Trump supporters because there's a border crisis and all these illegals are coming wearing Biden T-shirts. Did you see those yeah. pictures? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's They're hilarious. crossing the border
1: it's wearing the Biden shirts. Unemployment's perfectly up. Perfectly clean, brand new. I know. Bi- unemployment's up since Biden took over. Gas prices were up since Biden took over. Immigration's a complete nightmare since Biden took over. All yep. of these happened automatically a month after Biden took over. He signed all of these executive orders that caused all this to happen. It's the domino effect. And yet the media, yeah. the media is still continuing to blame Donald Trump. And, yeah. uh, you know, the funny thing is, if Donald Trump was president now, if he was still president today, the gas prices would not be up. We would still be yeah. uh, independent as far as oil and gas consumption. Unemployment would still be working its way down. The country would be opening. The immigration would be back to what it was two months ago. None of this nonsense would be happening.
0: None of yeah. it. That's right. That's right. But they can't see that. They don't want to see it. They don't want to see it. I don't want to see it.
1: They don't want to see it because they're raised from the time, from the the the, the minute they're born, they're raised to hate this country. That's right. And uh, they're they despise God, they despise Christians, they despise uh, liberties, they desi- they despise the Constitution, the founding fathers, everything that makes this country great. They hate. Yeah. And, uh, they spew it all day on Twitter and on Facebook and, uh, everywhere else. And it's just, uh, I,
0: I saw a video today of a girl in her probably college age, probably in her maybe early twenties, just absolutely coming unhinged because eating meat is racially insensitive because barbecue when, when slaves were free, they could buy meat and they created this amazing barbecue culture. Therefore, if you buy meat, you're taking it away from someone, uh, minority that could buy it, and you're appropriating their culture by eating meat. Like, right. it's like, where is this stuff? This is crazy. How,
1: how it's do you? It's their religion, that? dude. It's
0: their religion. It is. It, yes, yes, it is. Absolutely, That's, is. That's right.
1: They, they do. They, they worship progressivism. And yeah. it's, it's madness, man. It's madness. Yeah. So, well, hey, hey listen, it's nine thirty. I gotta end the show. I got. Uh, yep. I, I gotta gotta get the show ended. I want to thank uh, Tyke you for being here, dude. This was a great conversation
0: man i always enjoy it always enjoyed it. i hope I, I there were a lot a lot of uh involvement from your listeners today i really appreciate it. that was awesome so i hope they enjoyed it as well
1: absolutely in fact i want to thank todd baker for being in the room uh warrior uh she's uh, here in the room and she lives in california so you know we got to say a few prayers for warrior z martinez Living in California. We got angry Miss Lady. Uh, let's see. Uh, who else do we have? We had Todd. It sounds like Todd's up in Washington. Uh, who else we got in the room? I think that's probably it for the comments. Uh, but anyway, if I missed you, I apologize. It's not my intention. But I want to thank everybody for being here in the room tonight. Uh, you guys are awesome. I hope uh the conservative bear is recovering. He was in the uh the hospital for a little while. I hope he's recovering. Uh you guys are great. Tyke, we'll see you again uh this coming probably Monday,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. I'm on top if you're if if you still want me. <laughs> of course, man.
1: No, I appreciate your input and uh I wanna I want to know more about what's going on in Arkansas and uh I just encourage everybody, everybody that's watching or listening to this show get involved in your backyard. Like Tyke said earlier, man, you got, everything starts at home and yep. then you got to work your way out and forget about the national politicians for now. Forget about them because they're all bought and paid for. They don't care about you. They pitch a good pitch when it comes time for election, but when they get elected, they forget about you and they just don't care. And, we, uh, on both we sides have of the to aisle.
0: build. Yeah. We have to build a state level firewall. Uh, that's my last comment I'll make. We have to build a state level firewall for our First Amendment, Second Amendment, for all of our rights.
1: Absolutely, man, and that's what we got to do. And thank God for Arizona Warrior. You're only right across the uh, the state line. You're well. We welcome you to come into Arizona now. A lot of the Californians, there's three things that Arizona people fear: rattlesnakes, scorpions, and moving vans with California plates. Those are the three <laughs> things we fear. so uh but warrior i would welcome you into the great state of arizona but hey listen i got a roll tyke it was a pleasure talking with you give susan our best and uh we'll absolutely we'll catch you next week all right
0: all right thanks john
1: all right man god bless all right well that was tyke Magdich. he's a good friend of mine he was uh i met him actually uh because he was at the september 6th i'm sorry january 6th insurrection that's right him he wasn't inside, he, uh, but he was there at the uh, the Capitol, and he saw what went down. And everything on the that the media is telling you is a bunch of BS. So don't believe what the media is telling you about what went on down there. So anyway, uh, you guys are great. Thanks for watching Backyard Politics. I'm your host, John Smith. Until uh, next Monday, I guess, unless I do a show Friday. But uh, until Monday, you guys take care. Be nice to each other. Love your country. God bless.